Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Perhaps one episode I will go without saying mic check, um, but that is not this episode. Uh, Welcome back, friends, to a brand new week, brand new podcast episode. Trying to get another one out before the end of the month, which is like approximately, I don't know, five days, four days, something like that. Uh, Let's get straight into it. Uh, Today, we are talking about what type of jobs do you like taking, right? Uh, I'm just assuming that many of you out there are owner operators, or maybe you own a small production company slash agency. Uh, maybe you are already a established cinematographer in your area. Uh, but there are times, oh, excuse me, there are times where um, perhaps a, a job or position will come up and uh, the production needs like a gaffer. And you say, oh, you know what? I, I don't mind working as a gaffer here and there, you know, a couple of times a year. I have a decent lighting kit. It uh, seems like for what you guys need, I got what you need. And also you uh, know me from someone or, you know, you see my um, my work. And so I, I will come along and be your gaffer for this project, right? Or maybe it's a camera operator or a first AC um, or whatever it is, right? Uh, maybe, maybe it's a producer. Who knows? Um, but what kind of jobs do you like taking? So kind of a, a, a directed question to all of you out there who are listening um, and and, you know, my hopes in asking that question is to not be afraid to take jobs, um, especially in a volatile market, right? Right now, things are still pretty good for, uh, at least for myself and for many people that I know. Um, but as we go into 2023, um, living in California and seeing how things have been changing from, um, you know, the market to real estate uh, to the global economy as a whole, you know, I, I feel like that 2023 is going to be the year. Um, hopefully not, but it, it most likely will be for many of us a, a um, you know, the 2023 version of 2008 and 2009 of our Great Recession, you know, which is not a fun time uh, for many people, including my own family. You know, my parents uh, struggled a lot during um, that time. Uh, my dad was laid off for about three years or so. My mom was the only one um, making any any income um, for the family. I was working, I think at the time I was working part-time and I was finishing up, round, rounding up school, um, multiple schools, if that makes any sense. And I was living a different life, you know. Um, martial arts, really, I was, I was running a martial arts school. I was coaching, I was competing and going to school, finishing, blah, 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 right? So not, not a fun time for many, many people from 2008 to 2010. Right. And I feel like 2023 is going to be that that year, you know, for for us. And so that being said, you know, maybe it's not the um, I guess don't don't let ego get in your way. Right. If an opportunity comes where they say, hey, we need a cam up for a day. Uh, it's, it's a full day, full rate. You know, it's like, hey, why not? Right. If you just need a cam up for this thing. Not a huge deal. I'll do it. Right. Uh, and so like this year has been 50, 50 for me. It's been 50. It's like for every one job I get as a cinematographer, I also get one job, um, as either a gaffer or a cam op. Right. And so, so this year, uh, compared to the last, like, you know, two or three years, um, I've taken either gaffing jobs or, or cam op jobs just because it's like, oh, why not? You know, I have the kit or you have a camera, you rent out my easy rig or, you know, head and legs, whatever it is. And, uh, and Bobby's uncle, right? We all have a good time. We all get paid and we move on, 
right? Uh, so, you know, all that being said, don't be afraid to take different jobs. And especially if you can um, get the job that you like doing. I know many people, um, you know, I have a, a colleague who uh, for many years was a cinematographer DP. And in the last year, he really wanted to uh, transition to Steadicam, right? For for his own reasons, um, wanted to primarily work as a Steadicam op, right? So he has, you know, Steadicam rig and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he's been doing that, right? But he still will take jobs as a DP, cinematographer, or a regular, you know, A cam op, B cam op, um, even first AC stuff on on features and, and narrative work, right? Um, because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you know, if it pays, whatever, it pays, you know? Ideally, in, in the ideal world, is you work primarily as a city cam op, right? And then maybe on the offshoots, you you DP some uh, lower lower budget projects, things like that, right? Um, and the same can be, say, for gaffing, right? I know many, um, not many, but I know a few cinematographers who probably gaff as much as they DP, right? Which is great because at the end of the day, it, it, you know, part of being a, a really good cinematographer is your ability to light, right? We can all agree on that 100%. Um, the highest level DPs, they, they, they know how to light. They're amazing at what they do, right? And there are many of you out there who do great work um, as a cinematographer, because of your ability to um, to light, right? To understand light, how light falls off, how to shape light, how to cut light, um, what type of fixtures create what type of lighting, right? Hard versus soft, and you know the different types of diffusion. You know you like, you know, full grid versus um, uh, versus magic cloth, right? Or you like magic cloth over uh, bleach muslin or whatever it is, right? You you know so much about lighting. So when opportunities come where I say, hey, uh, blah, 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 we need a gaffer. Are you available? These are the rates. These are the dates, right? And if you are available and if you do love lighting, it's like, oh, shit, why not, right? Um, don't, again, don't let your ego uh, get in the way of any opportunity to further your business, right? Further your income and especially in a volatile time, right? And again, things like happen in cycles. So maybe it's a year, two, three, where it's, a, it's in a, a bit of a slump. Maybe you are primarily working right now as a uh, owner operator, cinematographer, and the next two, three years as the market starts to dwindle down and and e the economy takes a dump, right? Opportunities come to to gaff or to cam up. It's like, well, shit, why not, right? I mean, if you're still making income, it's not like it, it's not like it's gonna make you a worse cinematographer by taking cam up jobs or taking gaffing jobs, right? Especially if you're, if you're taking gaffing jobs, like your 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 skill set is still going to maintain and probably increase, right? I know for me that um, uh, just because I got hired on a cinematographer, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm shooting like the most amazing commercial ever. You know, it's like twice a year I get that opportunity, right? Twice a year I get the opportunity to really dig deep into pre-production, to dig deep into my creativity and and create um, competitive and compelling work, right? So just venture for change this year, the commercial that I shot um, that we, we won best commercial um, in New York and Cannes best cinematography in New York. Um, and, and again, that's like one out of, I don't know, hundreds of, of other shoots that I've been on this year, right? Has it dwindled my ability to become a cinematographer now, right? Because at the end of the day, um, what I did for Mentor for Change, like the, the, the mood and tone and, and the look um, was very specific, right? And not every shoot is going to be like that. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're camping like 90% of the time more than you are, uh, DPing and lighting, then that should inform you that, you know, if you really want to become a cinematographer, then you're going to start 
you got to stop taking some of those jobs and really shoot and really um, you know sell yourself for those DP jobs, right? Otherwise, you're not going to become a better cinematographer um, at all, right? You got to be able to do the thing, you got to be able to work the muscle and grow the muscle in order to get to get better and to get results, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, let me know what kind of jobs you like taking. Um, sorry, my why is my my Discord going off? Um, let me know what kind of jobs you're taking. Right, send me a DM, send me an email. Just let me know like kind of uh, where you're located, um, and uh, and and you know your experience level and why it is you take those certain jobs. You know, I'd be kind of just interested to see um, where everybody is at in that um, in that regard. Uh, so this is probably a pretty short um episode which again they're all they're all pretty you know fairly short um what is coming next i mean the end of the year is pretty much around the corner uh fitting up the last couple of shoots um hopefully we have an opportunity to work on a volume wall before the end of the year with the homies uh have a good opportunity and it's like 50 50 chance we'll be able to do that so that'll be cool i'll definitely make an episode um if we end up doing that i will make an episode on like what the uh, premise was of the story that we had and the script that we wrote, um, what we did, how we lit it, how Unreal Engine works and all that kind of stuff. Right? I'm pretty sure you've listened to many uh, more robust uh, podcast episodes about volume, volume all technology and pre-production on that. Um, but I'll throw my two cents in there. Um, another thing really crazy for the end of the year, just wrapping things up and uh, seeing what other kind of you know deals are there for Black Friday and Christmas and, and all that. Uh, I did get a new cart. I sold my Maglander cart um because it's just too heavy and i don't need it and i end up getting a um i'm used to using innovative carts um on sets lots of productions i work with have innovative carts um, i end up getting i ended up getting the pro aim victor 1.1 card right and i watched a lot of different videos just to kind of get more uh more variety of of images and tutorials and like setups and builds and I said, well, you know, for the price, if it doesn't work, whatever, I'll just, you know, uh, sell it because you can't, you can't, um, uh, I got it from B&H and B&H does, it has like a non can, uh, cancelable and uh, non-refundable thing for their prime cart, which is kind of stupid. Um, so I was like, well, whatever I can sell it, probably just, you know, lose a hundred bucks off it or whatever. And, uh, and go get an, an innovative cart. Right. Uh, but very, very pleased with the car. I, I don't want to make this like, like a huge episode about the premium car, but uh, if you were looking for like an innovative, like a Voyager or something like that, uh, I'd highly recommend looking into the ProAim Victor 1.1 car because it's about half the price of a Voyager, probably a little bit more than half um, the price. And it's it's essentially the same car. The only, you know, huge, huge difference, I would say, is how you put the top shelf on with the premium car. On the Voyagers or on the innovative carts, they have little like locking pins. So as soon as you push the top shelf down, like the locking pin engages and the shelf doesn't go any any, any further down, right? So it's fairly secure. With the Prime cart, it doesn't have a locking pin. Um, basically just has uh, knobs that, um, what's the best word to say it? Knobs that have sort of like, like, a, like a reinforced rubber that pushes up against the pole that basically locks it in, in place, right? But the cool thing about that is you can set the top shelf to any height you want, right? Whereas with the innovative cart, um, you're you're locked at that certain height, right? So I think mean, the cart's like seventeen hundred bucks plus tax and, and shipping and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then my Flowtech legs finally came in. My Flowtech seventy five legs finally came in. I, I bought the Activate head like in June, and it's just been sitting. It's just been sitting around like on on a shelf for months, you know. 
um, at around my canceled it. B and H uh, for the, the, the flow tech lace, like B and H canceled it. I, I called hot rod cameras and they were just like, that, I think back in July or August. And they, they literally told me in an email, you're better off ordering a different model. I was like, okay, well, that's, that's not the answer I wanted. Um, and then, so again, the orders got canceled and reordered and, and canceled again. And then Adorama finally had it in stock and shipped it to me in like four days. Uh, so very, very happy with those Flowtech 75 legs. Every time I use them, I say, oh my God, these, these legs are just, they're fucking awesome, you know? And to finally have that is, uh, is very, very nice. All right, so that does it for this episode, friends. If you liked it, please rate it on Apple Podcast, iTunes Podcast, whatever the fuck it's called anymore. Uh, please follow the podcast as well. Share with everyone that you know, the gardener, uh, grandma down the street, uh, the little kids selling lemonade, right? I mean, just, just share with everyone. And I will catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. All right, bye-bye.